Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Lots to talk about as always because we took a break last week. Henry decided that he thought he was important enough to go on a holiday. Uh, you left the country. You actually got on a plane and left. I know it's a luxury that um, a couple of years ago, I didn't really appreciate as much. But tell you what, when I landed in Spain, and funnily enough, I've not told you this, that when we landed and got out of uh, Malaga Airport, I don't know who it was, which team, but the taxi driver kind of hinted that it might have been, I don't know, the Malaga women's team, but like an under-21s or under-18s. But we left the airport at the same time. So we leave the airport, the doors open, there is about 50 people there <laughs> waving flags. There's a like a flare going off and it's like, uh, like, ole, ole, ole. Like, I was like, well, I'm at Atlanta. What's going on? <laughs> and, uh, 50 people, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> turn around and there's about 20 women that are walking with a trophy out and they're cheering for them. And I thought, wow, well, look at this. This is amazing. So I then, trying to be funny, uh, got my phone out and went to walk behind them, like as if they're going to, and Poppy went, get back here. <laughs> get back here. You are not getting in the back of their photo. So I don't know which team it was, but congratulations to that uh, women's team for winning whatever trophy it was. One thing we do know is it was not an MLS team and therefore we move on. We do. Because <laughs> uh, a lot has happened in MLS, hasn't it, since we've uh, recorded? Yeah, very convenient, I thought, that Henry just de- Henry decided, the boss, uh, that we should take a break last week um, when Orlando had won and Atlanta had lost. Now the tables have turned. Oh, look who's appeared at my front door. Oh, should we do a podcast? Convenient, isn't mm. it? But, um, yeah, we will talk about what happened in MLS and uh, in great detail, a lot of detail. Mm, can't uh, wait for that. Especially that Atlanta game. But do you want to know, let's have a recap of what has happened because so much has happened since we last did a, an episode. So much has happened since we last did a stoppage time episode. Mm. So, a few things we need to recap on. Seattle Sounders are champions of CONCACAF. Oh my God, it happened. It happened. It actually happened. We'll be talking about that. Uh, Lasada Ball was deflated um, and he left DC United, which seems like years ago now. We, Yeah, whenever that happened, we just recorded the podcast. And in the podcast, I was like, oh, Lasada Ball, could we deflate? And then it happened. It did. Uh, Montreal are going to be changing their badge again. Mueller's signed for Chicago, which I'm really interested to get your point on that. Chris Buehler. <laughs> uh, Jesus Ferreira is now the most prolific man in the family Ferreira in MLS goal-scoring terms. Yep. And Norwich City were relegated. We'll be talking more about five to of MLS. those topics. 
<laughs> we talk about more of those, five of those topics uh, over the course of the show. One of them, not so much, I don't think. All right, well, where's Bolton's promotion push? Hey, I'd rather be mid-table than relegated. Mid-table of League One, is it? Which is why I follow MLS. Mm, yeah, perfect. Um, so, so much to come on the show today. <laughs> and uh, honestly, that will be the last time we mentioned that Norwich City were relegated again from the Premier League. Uh, a fact I found out. Getting a new badge, though, just like Montreal, so that's good. Hey, that would be nice in the yeah. Championship. Yeah. You're getting a new badge on your sleeve as well. Mm, yeah. um, most relegations in Premier League history, apparently, mm. which is... You've got to go there to come back. You have, and this, you know, Bolton Wanderers have been in the top division of English football the longest without winning it. So these little... <laughs> Makes you think, well, actually... You actually support the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want Bolton to win the Premier League because of that. And you don't want... (laughs) You want Norwich to keep on getting relegated because of that. Uh, Which is, if ever anyone ever says to us, which they do a lot, why do you follow MLS? That is a reason why, because our our English teams... Have given up. Yeah. Uh, Right, we start each episode with a game with a change in name. So, Elliot, come on, give me some... um, Give me a career list of this player... I'll try and figure out who it is. Okay, well, I'll start off by saying you'll definitely get it. Oh. Um, but we're doing this player because uh, I was looking through a list of um, some of the um, players who have played in Europe and in MLS, and I saw this name and I was like, surely we've done them. Mm. Surely we've done this person before. We haven't. Wow. So it's more a box ticking exercise. It should have been season one, I'll be honest, um, because it's... It's a big name. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to do it. We're going to box it off. You're going to get it straight away. They started their career in 1998. Mm, okay. And that's it. Who do you think it is? <laughs> uh, and that was, you'll get it now, Millwall. Oh. I think I know. But where else did they go? They've all, they've also returned to Millwall. Mm. Does that give it to you? I think it does, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've also played for, and this is where you'll definitely get it, Everton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, New York Red Bulls from 2012 to 2015, uh, 62 appearances for the Red Bulls, scoring 14 goals. Uh, they then went to Shanghai. <laughs> Uh, they've also played for Melbourne City. Hey, I've been getting into the A-League. You got me into the A-League. You're responsible for this. Um, and went back to Millwall in 2018 uh, and have now retired. Mm, yeah. Um, I felt he was forgotten at Red Bulls a little bit because he, he was there at the same time as Everyone Henry. talks about Henri. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I didn't know he played in the A-League. It does make sense that he would play in the A-League, which it is does. another hint. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, if you, you know, whereas MLS for us in the UK is late at night, A-League is first thing in the morning. So It's so you, good. You wake up on a Saturday, it's like half six, yeah. and there's a couple of games kicking off in the A-League. It's great. Yeah, so I've been, I've been watching it a few years. Because of that, also uh, someone I know who I went to school with plays in the A-League for Wellington. So that was another reason why. And Do then, they still play now? Yes. Is it DB? David Ball, I yeah. forgot. I was at I, school with yeah. David Ball in my class. I didn't know he was, I didn't actually know. He was, I've watched so much, so many of their games, I didn't actually realise. Um, yeah, he's more, He's not a prolific striker. He's more of a, uh, he scores the odd goal. But. Some of the names that crop up in the A-League, watch out for the new A-League UK <laughs> podcast, which is coming soon, because I'm getting really into it. Yeah. Some of the names are so random. It's not like MLS, where I know we, like people say it's a retirement league, but someone will happily look at, I don't know, uh, Rich Arlison in 10 years' time and go, oh, you're going to MLS, right? No, not the A-League. Take the most bang average championship <laughs> player you've ever imagined in your life, 
wait until they're 90, and then they go to the A-League. It's so weird. It is. So, for example, Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell has done very well in MLS, mm. but he is the type of player that would do well in MLS and then just end up in the A-League. Yeah. They've got loads of players that have come from the Championship and, and below in England. And Who's yeah. the... Oh, Zach Clough. Zach Clough for Bolton. Adam LaFondra as well. Adam LaFondra is in the A-League as well. Anyone watching this from the States would be like, who are those guys? Like, anyway, they are what, basically... What podcast is this? Former Bolton <laughs> players that now play in the A-League. But uh, yeah, it's um, so so did this player. And uh, yeah, if you know, give us a shout. At MLS UK Show. Twitter, Instagram. You can also uh, email us if you want. Hello at MLS.show. And let us know um, who it is. Get in touch on YouTube if you're watching it. Put it in the comments. He leaves a timestamp. So we know that you haven't gone to the end, got the answer, and then come back. We don't know how we know, but we do know. We don't know, but we know. Um, before we press on um, and talk more about the A-League, sorry, MLS, um, let's talk about somewhere that does actually, probably actually not sell any A-League they shows. Don't, definitely not, they don't no. sell any A-League shows. Uh, here's a word from us about our sponsors. The MLS UK Show. Here's a message from me talking about our sponsors. Uh, let's give it up for Soccer90.com, the place to go. It's where you need to head to get all of your MLS merch, your international merch ahead of that World Cup, which is looming, by the way. Now the Premier League season is over. Our attention starting to turn to the World Cup and you can grab everything you need from Soccer90.com. Yes, uh, you get uh, 20% off as well if you type in MLS UK in the uh, in the discount code on the website at the very end in the checkout uh, and they've got loads I'm just looking here they've got Bundesliga Ligue 1 which I believe is France yeah PSG uh, Serie A uh, Liga MX as well I'm going to Mexico in a few weeks I might get myself kitted out in a uh, Club America shirt or something. Do you remember when we were younger, there was like barely anyone wore the PSG shirt. Hmm. I played um, a game at the football stadium up the road the other night and there was a kids training session like finished beforehand, all wearing PSG shirts. Yeah. Like all of them. Yeah. How much his life has changed. Uh, they also do North Texas uh, SC if you're watching MLS next as well. So uh, lots on there. Check it out. Soccer90.com. Get your shirts. And uh, as I said, put MLS UK in the checkout in the discount code for 20% off. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. So let's have a look what happened this weekend in MLS. I say that every episode and uh, it's become a bit of a catchphrase. Maybe. I don't know. You shouldn't give yourself your own catchphrases. But anyway, let's move on. Um, where, where shall we start? We normally do it in Chronicles. A-League's good. <laughs> Apparently so. I've not, uh, I've not been watching it, but I've got you to tell me what's going on. Um, right, we normally do it in chronological order, but I, I think we should start this week with uh, the game between the two teams at the top of the conferences. So okay. it was LAFC versus Philadelphia. You can't really separate. LAFC have got four points more than Philadelphia, so they've had two less draws. But you can't really separate them because they're both doing very well. They've both been top of the league basically all season. It ended 2-2 in the end. Um, and I, I, it, for you, is this a game of the two challengers for Supporters' Shield? I think so. I think you have to be careful when you look at the likes of Seattle, who always come from deep. If we, Seattle Syndrome. If we, yeah, Seattle Syndrome. Um, and obviously Portland will put themselves in the mix. Inevitably, teams like LAFC and Philly, who are up there, will have a wobble. It will happen. doesn't mean they're not the best teams in the league, by the way. It just happens in MLS because there's 
far too many games and far too many miles. Um, but I think they're definitely emerging as as the early early favourites. LAFC straight off the bat. If you remember that first game yeah. where uh, Carlos bagged himself a hat trick and they were just like, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're here. Uh, we're ready. Um, so definitely there was a lot of eyes on this and you still couldn't separate them. You couldn't. It was a great game. Both teams actually looked at the end that they were going, they wanted to win the game, which mm. is really refreshing to see because I guess sometimes in this country, in England, and I know the, there's the debate with promotion relegation and whatever, where if that sort of game, maybe Philly going away from home would look and go, our oh, point's a good result. Yeah. Whereas with MLS, the beauty of it is actually you can go and try and win every single game. And if you lose, then, okay, yeah, you've lost the game. But it's not the end of the world because there's separate conferences. You've got the playoffs. They're still going to be in that. So it was really refreshing to see. Great game. Both have only lost one this season. Philly have conceded the joint lowest in the league. LAFC have scored the most. So uh, there were so many things going into this game. And it it delivered. It was a great game. 2-2. So... uh, I think we've yeah we're both deciding that at this early stage, and we always make predictions and then get them wrong. But it would not surprise me if these two sides top the conferences this year. Yeah, I, I like both sides. I like what what they're about. In in fairness to LAFC, we have to be honest and say they've got a better record this season so far. Um, I think Philly have tied tied four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so points per game wise, LAFC um, are are streaks ahead a little bit, but in that Eastern Conference where everyone is jumping around a little bit. You've got Cincinnati in the mix ahead of Atlanta. They're just behind Orlando, which is a weird situation to see. Um, Philadelphia is still just planted at the top, so fair play. Yeah, um, let's talk about Cincy because seeing Cincy in fifth, I mean... It's bizarre, isn't it? It is bizarre. With with respect, it is bizarre. I, I I I can't believe I'm saying this, but Cincy for the playoffs... Nah. No. Look, right. Look First at, time they've won three in a row in MLS. Look at who could come from deep. Toronto. Mm. They beat Toronto twice. Columbus. Yeah. DC even with the new coach. Mm. You think since he playoffs, <laughs> you can call it now. Hey, I'm a dreamer. I would love it to happen. This would be, we called Colorado. I'd love it to happen. We'd, I'm we'd, just being realistic. We called Colorado winning the West last year as the true underdog story. Mm. This, since he finishing seventh, that would be the true underdog story. So I would love to see it happen. Um, hey, I, let's just see how we do. Let's. They seem more settled. They've got already, uh, they only won five last year. They've already won four. <laughs> oh no, they've won five this year. They only won four last year. Yeah. They're four points off their total point total for them last year. <laughs> so it's already an improvement. Even if the season were curtailed now, there's already an improvement. But And, and going away to Minnesota... And winning. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota will be frustrated. He had a lot of chances. I know it was at the end. Yeah, but still, this is a sign of teams. You maybe need that bit of luck. And I'll talk about Vancouver in a moment. They definitely had luck as well. Sometimes you that luck's been missing. You just need it. And Cincinnati got it. So I tell you what, get in touch with us if you're listening to this at MLS UK show. Obviously, you listen to this. <laughs> um, but get in touch with us. Do you think that Cincy could make the playoffs? Or am I dreaming? Am I... You know, just uh, this hopeless romantic. We're all hopeless romantics, but there's got to be some level of sensibility and grounding. Even a team like Charlotte, because there's no past trauma attached, could make the playoffs in their first year, and it could be at the expense of Cincy. 
we'll have to wait and see. But I'm all here for Cincy finally making the playoffs because they have been... We've been frustrated talking about them so many times and going, come on, it's got to turn around some point. And if it's turning around now... Fantastic. So come on, Cincy, get in the playoffs, do it for us. Unless it means Atlanta missing out, then I'm all for uh, I'm all for Cincy having another season outside the playoffs. Um, I'll tell you what, you mentioned Charlotte there. They kicked off the weekend. They beat um, an improved into Miami, uh, even though they're now second bottom again. But Charlotte are in eight, fourth straight win at home. Um, they've got the next two at home as well. So uh, lots to be encouraged by. Absolutely. If, you, if you'd have said to me, because we look at Austin's, First season, we expected a lot better. Charlotte to be just outside the playoffs at this point, obviously, you know, 10, 11 games in, is really, really impressive. And they would have taken that. And as well, new new signing. He scored on his debut. Shinashiki, who has done it in MLS before... Um, I mean, it's, this is a great deal for uh, for both sides, I it's, think, because yeah. uh, Colorado coming out with, uh, he could potentially get 400k in GAM and then 50% of any potential trade fee later on. Shinoshiki's done it in the league before. Charlotte kind of hinted that what they started with a season with was not going to be what yeah. they ended the season with. So they're showing that. He scores on debut and you expect that... Whereas the first few games, he didn't score. And we kind of looked and thought, yeah, they're okay. They're showing fight. But are they really going to have enough up front? Signing this guy, he could be the missing link. Charlotte could be in the playoffs at the end. We Everyone's going to be in the playoffs, according to you. Um, we don't often see uh, all the details on these trades. But I really, I actually like where this has gone. This might happen more often than we think. I don't know. But obviously, it could cost them a lot in the future. If they do trade him away, they're not going to get a huge amount of, of that sum of money. But that's irrelevant. They needed him now mm-hmm. and they've got him now. It's not a great trade for the future. It's not a great move for the future. It's for now. Yeah, yeah. And it's cost them money now. It's going to cost them money in the future. But they needed him and he's delivered on his, on his, uh, on his debut. Yeah, he needs to be a mix, doesn't he? He needs to be a mix of young players. And then they've already got Fuchs there. They've got Shinoshiki now. That experience that he's going to um, hopefully get them over the line and be successful this year. Uh, Into Miami, they recently beat New England Revolution, Seattle and Atlanta. Three games in a row. They've now lost their last two. But still signs of improvement there from Miami. I don't... Here comes some expert analysis. I don't know what to make of them. You know how last year it was fairly obvious that there was something wrong yeah, uh, and they needed improvement and I probably would have changed the manager, I'll be honest. I look at them now and I'm like, well, you're still 13th. So realistically, that if they finished there, that's still poor. If they finished outside the playoffs, it's poor. So really, they're nowhere near the level that they need to be at. But something in your mind says, oh, it might turn around. Yeah, yeah. What What do you make of it? Yeah, I, I, funnily enough, I think Inter Miami do need... Uh, we, I mean, we've, we've talked so much about Higuain and he's, sometimes his lack of effort and then he'll suddenly score a couple of goals and win them the game. For me, they need a Shinoshiki. They need someone who's going to come in with MLS experience, score them goals. Uh, but I mean, yeah, the defence needs to show up a bit. Of course it does. But they need that consistency that someone like him is going to bring. And that's, a, that's the problem. And I agree with you. I think for Miami... The, the thing with Miami as well this year, if Charlotte go and make the playoffs and if Austin continue how yeah. they're doing, suddenly you've got the two uh, teams that have come in uh, since into Miami who are making playoffs, which I know into Miami did it that one season that was curtailed because mm. of, uh, well, I mean, they were inviting everyone into the playoffs that year. So they, It was a playoff 
to playoffs. get into the playoffs. <laughs> Only mean, MLS. I don't think I, even I, even I wouldn't have counted Orlando as making the playoffs in that situation. Only MLS could have a playoff to make the playoffs. But uh, yeah, so they, it's still it's then another team that has uh, progressed further than them with the money they've got as well. It's disappointing, but uh, we know into Miami we could be speaking in two weeks' time and. Uh, They've won the last two and suddenly it's all positive again. Doubt it, but <laughs> doubt it. Um, right, speaking of negativity then, let's go to Montreal for Orlando 1. Um, I mean, I've got to say, Orlando, being in fourth, you, you have done very well. You've been playing well. Uh, and I know you got beat to Red Bulls a few weeks ago, but consistently you've done well this season and I fully expect you to finish fourth. Instead of me taking, you know, the the Mickey out of you and saying, "Oh, Lando, rubbish," I'm not going to do that. I'm going to instead talk about Montreal, mm-hmm. third in the league, seven unbeaten, which is a record for uh, for them in MLS. When uh, Wilfred Nancy uh, was appointed after Thierry Henry, we kind of said, "Oh, is it an easy move? Is it just a cop out? Have you just got someone?" The guy's doing really well for him, and it's turning out to be a really good move. Yeah, and it's not the first time they've played Orlando this season. And in the first game, they looked awful. Um, never would have had them to be third right now. Um, but it has been a really impressive start. The great turnaround. Um, played 10-1-5 is pretty solid. It's a really solid if you want want that top four position. And the way I look at like, I'm looking at players. He seems to be getting more out of players. When you look at the highlights of a Montreal game, Kamal Miller... It's like the guy's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, is gr- it was great to chat to him. He, w- if you remember, he was really he paid so much attention to detail. He was talking about how he was learning which player liked receiving the ball on their left versus their right, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know all of these all of this attention to detail. And he looks absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, he's, there's a lot of them that are playing really, really well at the moment. He's bombing forward, he's putting crosses in. Yeah, Well, they're the highest goal scorers in the East, and mm. there's a reason for that. The way they play, it's very attacking, it's yeah. very fast-paced. And yeah, 4-1 against Orlando is a really good result. Like, to score four against Orlando, uh, like I said, I know that Red Bulls scored three, but he's still impressive, especially after that first game when you played them earlier on in the season. Mm. So credit to Montreal, and well done to them. They're another team that could, uh, in this uh, 20-team playoff that I'm suggesting, should, could make the playoffs, and I'd be here for it. Um, i tell you what, let's we, we spoke about Orlando losing 4-1. Let, let's go to Atlanta then. And uh, Whereas I, I kind of didn't, really talk about Orlando. I'm going to talk more about Atlanta. Oh, funny that. Finally winning a game. Um, Ronaldo Cideros has got a hat-trick. And I've got a theory that tells me that Ronaldo is going to be the best player in the world. Do you reckon? Yeah, do you know why? For the third time? Yeah, because you know where I'm going with this. Um, Ronaldo, number nine for Brazil. Real Ronaldo. Real, apparently so. Uh, Thierry Henry called him the real Ronaldo. That's the rule. So his career, let's say his career was at yeah, the peak of his career, between 94 and 2006, would you say? Yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, peak of his career, probably, well, now until, started in 2004. So two years before the end of Ronaldo, mm-hmm. number nine. Ronaldo for Atlanta. It's not his career now. What, Cristiano Ronaldo, probably another two years left in him as an overlap. It's happening again. These Ronaldos, they overlap each other. So Ronaldo for Atlanta, he's going to be the best player in the world. Since he's making the playoffs, so are Montreal, so are Charlotte. Uh, Atlanta player is going to be the best player in the world. Are you okay? 
Are you all right? Hey, Everything got, okay? Did you see his first first half hat trick? First half hat trick on against Chicago. I know, yeah, Chicago. Exactly. They're not playing that well at the moment. <laughs> the bottom of the league, <laughs> but still, it, yeah, brilliant. They're below and, Miami. Yeah, well, so yeah, but still, four one, excellent. Atlanta are back in the back in the playoffs now. First winning four, unbeaten at home. We did say that Atlanta's home record. He's going to be important to him this year. He's still unbeaten. But yeah, Ronaldo will be the best player in the world. You've heard it here first. Any other far-fetched claims you want to make before we move on? Um, no. I'd, I'd say, well, let's talk about uh, Chris Mueller then. Uh, he had his debut on Saturday. Mm. Uh, he got booked for diving, so he didn't really go according <laughs> to plan. Um, we had him on the show and he was he, you were so excited about this because he played for Orlando at the time. Mm. He then left to Hibs and you, you kind of, not that it mattered, but you give him your blessing to move to Hibs. It's not worked out at Hibs and now he's back at Chicago. Where do you feel with this? Because I've seen mixed things from Orlando fans. Some are really upset, yet some are kind of accept this is how MLS works. Yeah, no, I've got no problem with it at all. Um, he he left Orlando to go to Europe, which no one can ever criticise anyone for doing. It's not worked out for him. Um, his Let's be honest, his agent will have been on the blower to all the clubs in MLS. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind he will have gone back to Orlando first. He will mm. have gone to Orlando and said, Chris Mueller might be available if you want to bring him home. And ultimately the club have decided not to do it. I, I imagine that's what's happened here. So they've brought him back to his actual home. So, yeah, and he's originally from Chicago. It makes sense. Um, and I don't think Orlando fans really can have any, you know, I'm sure Chris would have didn't want to leave Orlando in the way that it, it was all very public and it was all very way ahead of the move. You know, we'd seem to know about it a year before it actually happened, and which which was a shame. He wouldn't have wanted that. And ultimately, I just think... Orlando probably had the chance to move for him and they didn't. Mm. So let's all just move on. Uh, Chicago now got Mueller, Shakiri, Shabilko when he's back fit. That's a, a good forward line. It's a good forward line, but uh, th- remember they weren't conceding goals. No, so you would are. you would be looking at Shakiri and Chris Mueller and going, right, well, this is game on. Mm. But they're bottom of the league and the, the goals are goals are flying in. Yeah, but not one in six. Uh, lost the last three. They're out the US Open Cup and they conceded nine in the last three as well. So it's uh, anyone who and we said this I think on the last episode. <laughs> it's actually, any, more, way more depressing than I thought. <laughs> anyone that just watches the MLS UK show as their sort of a feed into what's happening in MLS. You poor thing. We'll be shocked because the amount we've praised Chicago and saying how... No, they they'll... won't. Every time we praise anyone, they turn to That's absolute true. garbage. Yeah, saying, Chicago, aren't they doing great not conceding any goals? I know it's boring, but still, well, they're not boring anymore, <laughs> but they're not winning. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a good... I, I concede, I don't think they'll finish bottom, not with that front three anyway. All we need now is soon to be Ballon d'Or winner, Ronaldo Ciceros. Uh, although he, if you're going off the other Ronaldos, he'll be at Real Madrid in a few years anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, they won't finish bottom. Chicago won't no. finish bottom. No. Um, NYC nil, SKC nil. Um, you know, I think NYC, if you look at their last three games, they beat San Jose 3 nil, Toronto 5-4 and RSL 6 nil. They clearly used up all the goals in those games. Um, they were back at City Field this weekend and... Um, you know what, we, we yeah, we, we have our opinions on nil-nils, of course we do. We can't really have a go at NYC over the last three games. SKC, though, aren't scoring, so we could have a bit of a go at them. Go on, give them a boo. Boo. 
three not, draws in a row and they've not won in six. They're not scoring a lot of goals. What I, I mean, Polito's out for the season. Yeah. Um, did we expect a bit more from them? I definitely did. Maybe with the, you know the caveat of Polito missing, maybe you'd expect them to struggle a little bit. But SSKC, they belong in the playoffs at least, regardless of you know whether they miss one player. Um, it doesn't matter how big that player is. You still expect a club like SKC with, with that roster to be in and around the playoffs. So um, they're still above Seattle, though. Yeah. Champions League winners. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they they are another team that we actually put down with the Seattle syndrome. That yeah. We'd expect they're going to finish stronger. Um, let's talk about Seattle then. We're going to talk more about their um, Champions League success in a moment. But uh, for now, they went to FC Dallas at the weekend. Lost two heads. You could, they must have had sore heads. Although Dallas are playing well, so mm. it's not that much of a surprise. But the fact that Seattle are now 13th, lost the last three in the league, uh, our, our theory that teams come good after exiting the Champions League, I guess they haven't exited it as they won it, but they've, they've finished yeah. their campaign. Um, it didn't work with this one because uh, FC Dallas 2-0. And if we were going to do like we do with the MLS UK show Championship Champions, that means FC Dallas are now champions of CONCACAF. They are. Yeah, congratulations on uh, winning the Champions League, FC Dallas, at the weekend. Um, we praise Montreal for winning uh, 50% of their games. Dallas have done exactly that. A very, very impressive showing from Dallas. Yeah, fourth in the conference now. Um, yeah, they've, I mean, we said before the season, yeah, they lost Pepe, but they've they've brought together quite a good squad. They've, they've recruited very well, and it's showing that. And yeah, to be fourth, you know, in the conference, they're playing well at home. It just feels like a good vibe. Like I saw the light sort of show they've got after the game. It, fans are happy and it's good to see because I think Dallas the, Dallas did really well under Oscar Pereira, but I think after that they kind of stagnated a little bit. And, you know, I know there were calls for the the, um, the you know the owners kind of to leave and stuff, but it just seems now that they're in a really good place. Yeah, and they don't get enough credit. I, I think, you know, when I think back to the last time I was, you know, really thinking Dallas were in a good place. I'm thinking Roland Lamar those mm. days, like when we yeah, first yeah. started the podcast. So really good to see them in the top four. Really good. Yeah. Um, just before we leave this one, I saw, um, I think it was on MLSsoccer.com, this talk of uh, Stefan Fry, because he's been in the US now for 20 years and not got a cap for Switzerland, his name has been thrown into the uh, hat for the US men's national team goalkeeper. What do you think about that one? I mean, he's, what, 37? It's a big goalkeeping pool. It is. They've gone this long without him. They'll probably be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it'd be nice to just give him a cap, I think. Yeah, that would. I think that for his service to US, being there for twenty years, yeah, mm. just bring, give him a cap, put him in, I don't bring know, him on in the eighty ninth minute, yeah, in the Nations League or something. That'd be nice. But um, yeah, that, that pool is. I know you know people looked at Zach Stefan, especially what happened in the FA Cup semi final, and questioned him. But he's still a very good goalkeeper. You've got Sean Johnston as well. Um, yeah, you they're, they're doing well in that department at US at the moment. Absolutely. Um, there's the whole roster, the, the US men's national team roster is absolutely stacked with talent. So much of it now, by the way, not even playing in MLS. That's, you know, how far they've come recently. But um, yeah, I'm not sure they need Stefan Fry. It'd just be a nice story. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, right, let's go to let's go to Red Bulls v Portland then. Uh, do you know what Red Bulls, who are second in the East, have not won at home yet? How amazing is that? That is crazy, actually. And they've, yeah, they've beaten uh, San Jose, Toronto, New England Revolution, Orlando, Chicago away, but not one at home. And Portland, uh, we're still sort of 
waiting for the the run in that they're going to make. The, all of a sudden, they'll charge towards the playoffs. But just you know, just sort of teetering on the edge with a point there. Yeah, we um, we we couldn't call it Seattle Syndrome with Paul. Oh, no, we had yeah. to. It was Cascadia Cough. Yeah, a few people messaged us saying they liked that. By the Cascadia way, Cascadia Cough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DC two Houston nil. Um, so as we mentioned before. Losada uh, was fired after our last episode, so we not really spoke about that yet. Um, a lot you... of outrage about that, which I, I was surprised about. Yeah, I think a lot of DC fans really bought into what he was trying to do. I mean, when you when you take into consideration that uh, Taxi Funtas scored two at the weekend, and he only played thirty three minutes under Losada, yeah. and that was the game he got fired after. Do you think he could be a bit bitter, going well? I didn't really have. The, the tools in place and because I mean he scored four in three now since Lasada's left I definitely think he didn't have the tools I think you know he was sold down the river a little bit um, he was trying to implement a style and he would have expected that in the close season they would have got him a roster together that could implement that style I don't think it happened I think they offloaded too many good players and it seems very harsh that he was let go but ultimately, they weren't getting the results. And you can't change your roster. You can only change your coach. Yeah, that's true. We found that with a few teams this year. Um, we're going to talk about another one, San Jose, in a moment. But just on Houston, they're eighth now. They've lost the last three. They had a good start, but they've kind of hit the buffer a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, and the thing is, though, when you look at when you look at that, uh, when you look at the Western Conference, I still think, well, Houston are doing quite well. Because we're kind of, you know compared to what happened last year, we're kind of still impressed. Um, just sort of teetering on the edge, just outside in eighth. Mm. And so San Jose then, they won 1-0 against Colorado. Nathan with a goal score, which is a great name. Nathan's a great name. Um, he scored his first of the season. So San Jose up to 11th now. And uh, similar to DC, they've won the last two home games. They beat Seattle, didn't they? And uh, since Almeida was fired. So there's a bit of a resurgent there. But... I mean, with both these teams, you're going to have to look. They're going to have to have a bigger long-term plan. If they're going to be successful this year, you kind of need to implement that sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good move that they've moved on from Almeida. It's worked out for them in terms of results overall. But you're right. I think long-term roster coaching team needs a little bit of attention. Needs a little bit of work. Can they make the playoffs realistically? Um, yeah, they can. I mean, they're they're eleventh, so they yeah. And with that early on in the season, still, but but with Seattle wins. and SKC knocking around below them, it's going to be difficult. But you know, there are teams up there that you would also think could drop out. So let uh, me, okay, let me ask you. So Portland playoffs, probably yeah. Seattle, yeah. SKC, yeah. Colorado, actually, SKC might struggle. They, I think, they need to recruit. Up, especially up front. Colorado? Mm, they've only scored 11 this season, Colorado, and just traded out Shinashiki. I know Zardes has played his last three games for them, but still, no, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Okay, so you've named three that might, so you've got to take three out of the top six. Well, Seven. Yeah. There, there'll be three teams there that can take out. I mean, the top three, probably not. But then the rest could easily drop out, I think. Okay, so it's still on for Houston, it's still on for Seattle, and it's still on for Portland. Yeah, why not? Okay, and, and San Jose. Why not? Anyone. <laughs> Vancouver, they could, they could do it. You no, never know. No, no. Don't, don't be silly. Uh, Vancouver won at the weekend. They beat Toronto. They're still bottom of the conference, though. Level on points with Seattle. Um, there's, there's having a bit of luck 
And then there's the look that Vancouver had at the weekend. Pozuelo uh, missed a penalty. Uh, Hassal saved it. Then he had a goal disallowed. Now, this goal, have you seen it? I haven't seen this. Well, this should have been allowed because it was one of those where the goalie saved it. He kind of fumbled it out. The, uh, Nelson came in and put it in. Now, what's happened is, as he's done that, because he's fumbled it and his hands have been near the ball, Hassal has gone down as if Nelson's kicked his hands. <laughs> he was nowhere near his hands. He got disallowed. And in my opinion, it shouldn't have been. So uh, that should have been one. It should have technically been 2-0 to Toronto. Uh, then to Sam Ricketts off the bench, got the goal right at the end. Hint of offside as well, I've got to say. So... They had a bit of luck, although with Vancouver's start of the season, I don't begrudge them a bit of luck, to be honest. And they needed a win, they got a win. And um, yeah, they'll they'll try and push on now. Uh, Toronto... Is it just well, me that's a bit disappointed with Toronto? Yeah, they lost last four, including two against Cincinnati. We expected better. They started quite well, but we expected better. They've got six of the next eight at home now, so... Yeah, that's, that's kind of going to be make or break for mm. the season. I think if you're not picking up near to maximum points from those six at home uh, in the next couple of months, then realistically it's going to be really tough because there's some really strong sides in the East at the minute. There is, and you could, without even looking at who they're playing, remember Toronto were the side that beat Philly. So even if they were their next home games were LAFC, LA Galaxy, Philly again, um, I don't know, uh, Austin, you would still think, well, you've still got to be winning at least a few of those matches if you're going to do anything. I think they will. I think there's there's an element with Toronto that they're waiting for the summer and the extra, as we know, the, the recruits that are coming in. But at the same time, you can't be. You don't want it to be about. too late. No, you don't. So um, I think they will turn it around, and then it's going to be an exciting summer for them. Um, let's talk about Nashville then. Nashville two RSL nil. What have you felt of a new stadium yet? It's I love. I love it. I yeah, absolutely love it. Um, I didn't mind the old one to be fair. No, um, it it wasn't one that screamed. Oh god, they need to get themselves a new stadium. Um, but no, I'm really happy for them getting to play some home games uh, in front of big crowds in a new stadium, and they're sitting pretty in sixth as well. Yeah, that's the thing. With They've been playing away all the season. They've now played two at home and they're sick. That's very competitive to bear in mind that they're now going to play the majority of the games at home for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. so uh, again, when we're looking at the West and we're looking at teams that are outside the playoffs currently, for me, Nashville are not a team that you're going to expect to drop out because of the home advantage they've got. No, RSL are a team that... We spoke last time that they were doing really well. We, we talked about some of the games they'd won. They'd now only won one in seven. They were knocked out of the US Open Cup as well to Northern Colorado. They've hit the buffers a bit. They're a team that, going off the first half of what the season they've done so far, I would say definitely playoffs. Going off the last seven games... Wobble. A, yeah, wobble. They're a side that could drop out. That's but, the problem when you've got the the teams like Seattle and Portland. Yeah, but but they've shown that they could easily turn it around. So uh, we'll wait and see. But yeah, they'll be very disappointed. But a credit to them on how well they did. They're fifth. So they've won one in seven. They're still fifth. <laughs> yeah, it was a very strong start. Um, right, before we close off uh, recapping with what happened in Austin on Sunday evening, let's talk about any Revs v Columbus crew. It was 2-2. All four goals coming from crosses, so I know where the defensive coaches will be working for both of those sides in the next week. Um, any Revs, they'd lost four in a row. They've now turned it around and won two in the last four. But still, we expected a lot more from them. Yeah, we said we think they'll get going. 
uh, roster hasn't changed, you know, massively from last mm. year. We we said, oh no, it, you know, they'll they'll be all right. The the Seattle syndromes just sort of got them down a little bit, and it's sort of coughing and spluttering and starting to get moving, but not quite enough. No, exactly. And uh, you saw a few weeks ago in the game they lost at DC. I think it was Carlos Hill who was not very happy with the tactics, and he was very vocal towards Bruce Arena, which is not good to see. Actually, I think that sort of stuff. I know it's. On the pitch, it's, you know, you do get a bit, um, you know, emotional and passionate, but that sort of stuff, you know, I think save it for the uh, the dressing room. Uh, Columbus, he went 1-0 up. They'll be disappointed to not win the game, but uh, Miguel Berry scoring. It was his first goal since match day one, actually. I was quite surprised about that. Yeah, and it was actually, I remember watching that first game and I was like, oh, this is great. He's going to have a great season. And then we've been waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Columbus are ninth now, but they're unbeaten in the last three. So uh, there's room for improvement there. Uh, right, Austin of the LA Galaxy. We started with a game with the two teams at the top of the conferences. Uh, this was probably, arguably, the, the next yeah. biggest game of the weekend. Austin in second, LA Galaxy in third in the uh, West. LA Galaxy won 1-0. Marco Delgado with a goal. Great finish from the edge of the area. And this is a big win for LA Galaxy. They're beating teams at the top. Yeah, and this is where we've where we're starting to see them prove themselves a little bit because they've they've always sort of fallen a bit short mm. at, the, at the end of the season. So big game. Uh, Austin remain ahead of them just. Um, but yeah, LA starting to apply the pressure, which is good. Um, four in a row, they'd won Austin. The Austin train's still going. You stuck by him. I Honestly, I don't know where I plucked that prediction <laughs> from, but it's happening and we're on board. Yeah, and LA Galaxy conceded one in the last four and that's they're keeping it tight at the back. I, mean, I feel LA Galaxy in previous years, it's all about we want to entertain, we want to, you know, these big results. Well, they're not bothering at the moment because they're winning 1-0 every week and they're, uh, they're third in the conference. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Right, so before we play Elliot's game this time on the uh, MLS UK Show, we need to open up the Eli Room 101. So in the past... Don't let everything else out of it. I know, we've got nil-nils in there, we've got referees in there, they've been itching to get out, but no, we're going to keep them in. And this time we're going to add something else. Do we feed them when they're in there? We should really start feeding them, shouldn't we? Oh, this is awkward. Well, we'll send this with some food in to okay. try and uh, uh, feed them and keep them alive. Uh, although maybe we don't want to because we, we've put them in the room for a reason. Anyway, moving swiftly on, and please no one <laughs> no one twist though, what we've just said. Uh, so we're going to put something. It's actually a positive we're putting into the Eli Room 101. Well, it's a positive. It's over anyway. And we are putting in MLS teams not winning the Champions League. Yes, uh, it's been going on for too long. I'm sick of it. Finally, it's happened. 
So Seattle uh, won the second leg. They drew the first leg 2-2. They came from behind as well, which was impressive. And then they won 3-0 last week. They are officially the CONCACAF champions. They will be going to the Club World Cup. And if the results go their way and the draw goes their way, they could potentially be facing Liverpool or Real Madrid, which will be for us will be absolutely amazing. Imagine. It's like something off FIFA. I mean, I don't envy them having to play Liverpool around. <laughs> no, neither do I. But still, it'd be good, good to watch. Um, so Seattle have a champions. Then to me, um, I can't think of a better team to have broken the duck than Seattle. No, I agree. I think he, in terms of MLS in the in the league, always there, always up there, always challenging. Uh, and in terms of the Champions League, had a few near misses in recent times as well. So congratulations to Seattle Sounders, but. That's it now. MLS seems not winning the Champions League. Straight in Eloy Room 101. Yes. So we don't want to bring it out again next year. So there's uh, hopefully some more teams who will be uh, winning it over the next few years. And we can really uh, shove it to the Liga MX. I will be gloating when I'm in Mexico in a few weeks. I might buy a Seattle shirt. Yeah, get a shirt. Yeah, walk around with it. Uh, Right, every uh, week on the show, every MLS UK show, main episode, Elliot brings a new game to the table. You've got a new one this week. Quite excited about this one. Yeah, so uh, I've been looking at TripAdvisor and some of the reviews left for uh, landmarks and um, tourist attractions in the US. And uh, what I'm going to do is read you the review. And while it may be obvious, hopefully what the attraction is, you've got to not only decipher what it is, but shout the name of the nearest MLS team. This could go horribly wrong for my PR amongst um, amongst the cities. After the last two years doing Henry's Guide to North America, this could put it right down again. Now, the first one, the guard, the like the um, review, it will be really obvious what it is. Right. But I think the team is quite hard. Oh, okay. But the others should be fairly, fairly okay. easy. Okay. Here's the review. Totally false advertising. Oh. It's red. If it was called the Red Gate Bridge, it would probably be three stars because it's just a little too windy for four. <laughs> I'm guessing that's the Golden Gate Bridge. It is. Oh. But what's the nearest team to the Golden Gate Bridge in MLS? Where is the Golden Gate? Is that like, is it like San Francisco? Yes. That's San Jose then. It is San Jose. Ding. Good work. Well done. Okay, review number two. <laughs> this is titled... You might get it from this. Okay. Let's see if you can get it from the title. Why is she green? <laughs> okay, right, yeah. Uh, out of all the colours, the person who created this beautiful lady could choose... They went for green. <laughs> well, wasn't it... Um, what's Ryan Reynolds' wife got? Blake Lively. She had, Did you see her dress for the... Um... Uh, what's it called? The Met Gala last no. week. It was uh, basically she was doing a, a tribute, I think, to Statue of Liberty. Please, if I got this wrong, forgive me. I'm going off what Poppy told me. Um, and it started the night as gold, I think, or silver, or whatever the Statue of Liberty originally were. And then it turned green thanks to all the, like, um, oh, no, it was copper. So then copper's eroded, it's turned green. So uh, that is the reason why. Um, in which case, it's in New York. New York. So I'm guessing it's NYCFC. It is NYCFC. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> While the motorbike ride was great, it's so busy you can't actually see anything. There was a 30-minute queue for Butterbeer. Oh, um, that will be 
I've been there. That's the Universal Harry Potter land. And so that's in Orlando. Orlando. Congratulations. You are spot on. The, okay. the motorbike ride is good, though. This is a new review. Very overrated. Is that a team or is that a plan? <laughs> But it was just some stars on the street. Ah, right. That is the thing in Hollywood, isn't it? On the, where the people's names are on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh, which LA team will that be? I'm going to say LAFC. I believe it would be LAFC because LA Galaxy's in Carson. I apologize. Mm. If that's wrong, I apologize. Right. Um, but we'll accept, we'll accept both. Uh, finally, this, <laughs> this is the only review out of many I have rated as terrible. To each his own, but I don't get why anyone would come here. First and foremost, <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> and by that, I mean it smells... And it smells bad. My wife can take about anything. And she was the first to say, we've got to get out of here. There are flies in the water. Maybe something to do with the salt. Oh, is salt a clue? Yes. Rail Salt Lake? Yes, it was the uh, Great Salt Lake, which apparently stinks. Wow. Um, I've never been to Salt Lake. I haven't. I really want to go. Well, I wanted to go (laughs) until I saw that. Not selling it. But, uh, oh, wow. So, I mean, I've done really well. I think I got everyone right. That's the first game I've ever got everything right. Five out of five. It was quite easy, but it was a lot of fun reading some of the TripAdvisor reviews. There's some lovely reviews of America. I would give America great reviews as well. Um, But the funnier ones are the bad ones, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Right. Let's have a look what's going to happen this weekend in MLS. Now, before we do... Um, I want to recap the MLS UK show champions before we talk about our predictions. So a few weeks ago, we caught up with it. If you don't know what it is, every season, we take whoever won MLS Cup last season and then it's as if they put in the title on the line every single match. So, for example, NYCFC started the season by losing to LA Galaxy. Uh, so that means then LA Galaxy became the champions. So they have the MLS UK show championship champions um if we're gonna uh like skip forward the last update we had seattle had won it uh they'd beaten minnesota 2-1 that meant they'd have it for a third match so um okay going off elliot going off your your own well you're gonna have to guess really because there's a few games happening who do you think might have it right now it's really hard. It could be, it literally could be anyone. I always forget. So like, I watch the games mm. and I could be sat at home watching a game like Saturday night, Brian's out, I've got a couple of beers, got a takeaway. Not one, I'm enjoying the game. Not once have I thought, oh, the uh, championship's <laughs> on the line here. I haven't got a clue. Well, after Seattle beat Minnesota to have it for a third time, they then played into Miami at home and lost 1-0. Right. So into Miami then beat Atlanta 2-1. But then... Last week, Inter Miami went to any revs and lost 2-0. So it was on the line this weekend in the New England Revolution v. Columbus match, which was 2-2. So that means any revs keep it for another week. So our MLS UK show championship champions at the moment are New England Revolution. Wow. And they're right down the bottom as well. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Any team can have it at any point. Uh, but it tends to be the, the team at the end is the team who wins MLS Cup and we do it all again next time. Um, so before we, we're going to head into our predictions now for this weekend. Before we do that, the predictions last time over the course of a series, I'm winning 3-1. Who do you think won last time? You. Nope. Really? 
It was a draw. Draw. Yeah. Knew it. Um, I've got to say, though, now there could be a steward's inquiry in this oh. to make it interesting. Uh, right. But you got two results spot on, including saying that SKC and Columbus would be nil-nil. When you call a nil-nil, it's definitely uh, triple points. I was going to say, we could do triple points. I mean, if you're going to do a tiebreaker, unfortunately for me, all signs are that you win because you got most correct answers and they're like correct scores. Uh, and also a nil-nil. So, um, yeah, because I got Austin 3, Vancouver nil, and then you got LA Galaxy 1, Nashville nil, right? You know what? I'm I'm feeling generous, Elliot. Yes! This is going to have to be a new rule, though, going forward. If it is a draw, then it goes on a tiebreaker. But I'm going to give you that. So at the moment, I'm winning 3-2 across the series. Love it. Uh, right, let's have a look at this weekend then and what's coming up in MLS, the matches. Um, right, the first one being... Yeah, there are US Open Cup games yes. in the week, but we're going to start on the uh, 14th of May, which is the Saturday. Uh, and Toronto are kicking it off with a home game against Orlando. Oh, Toronto, I think this will be a draw. I think 1-1. I think Orlando win this 2-1. Colorado versus LAFC. LAFC for me with a 3-1 victory. I was going to go 3-1. I'm going to go (laughs) 2-0. Charlotte v. Montreal. Similar badges for now. Yeah, for now. Um, Controversially, 1-0. Montreal are playing well, but I think Charlotte's home farm continues. I think 2-1. New York City versus Columbus Crew. Um, NYCFC win. Is this at the Yankee Stadium again? Yeah. So I think three nil. Oh wow! Uh, I'll go two nil. Vancouver versus San Jose. Oh, one uh, nil San Jose. Oh, I was gonna uh, Vancouver love a one nil, so I'm gonna go one nil Vancouver. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia versus New York Red Bulls. Philly for me. I'm gonna go three one. Uh, yeah, this is the first versus second in the East. Um, but I think Philly's home farm. I was saying that, as we said before, Red Bulls are very good away they from home. They are good away. But no, I'm going to go 2-1. It'd be close, but 2-1 Philly. Now, uh, Chicago plays Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> we're used to Cincinnati being the ones that are bottom, but it's actually Chicago. I'm going to back Chicago, though. I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory. Yeah, <sighs> I hope Cincinnati win because I, I, I hope Cincinnati win every game and win MLS Cup because it'd be hilarious. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think 1-1, one, one, actually. Let's give it a 1-1. One, one. Okay. Miami against DC? Um, Miami will get back to winning ways. 2-0. I fancy a draw here. 2-2. Two, two. Houston versus Nashville. This is hard. This one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nashville with a three-two victory. We're going very similar on our results. Um, yeah, Nashville will win. I think one nil. Uh, RSL at home to Austin. Um, Austin. I think two-two. I was oh. gonna go two-two. <laughs> uh, I'll go two-one Austin then. Portland versus SKC. Uh, yeah, Portland expecting them to do better. Same with SKC. I'm going to go 3-0 Portland. Okay, I'm going to go... I think SKC will score, but 3-1 Portland will win. LA Galaxy versus FC Dallas. 
Two teams in good form. Third versus fourth in the West. But I've got to go with Galaxy. I'm going to go 3-2. I'm going one all. Atlanta versus New England Revolution. Atlanta are very good at home, remember? They are very good at home. Future uh, Ballon d'Or winner will score again, no doubt. 2-0. 3-1 um, to Atlanta. Uh, Seattle versus Minnesota. Mm. It's on Sunday evening. Do Minnesota get back to winning ways? Does Seattle start climbing? I'm going to go 2-1 Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle win as well. We have gone very similar. I'm going to go 3-1 to Seattle. Uh, the week after, there is midweek matches, which I think is the first time we've had a full midweek um, fixture list, actually, uh, which is very exciting. The weekend after is your stag do, Elliot. Uh. Um, and lucky for you, I don't think Orlando are playing over the weekend, so you've chose that really well. Yeah, uh, it's all planned. Oh, no, they're playing on the oh early Monday morning, so they're playing oh. late Sunday night. So uh, no doubt we'll all be very tired after a weekend. I'm not watching that. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you've got your predictions for this weekend, let us know at MLS UK Show. You can tweet us, Instagram us, hello at MLS.show as well on the emails, or put them in the comments on YouTube. Before we go, we need to round off the game with the change in name. Uh, this is where I read you the career path of a player who's played in the UK and in MLS. And this player, uh, who I know you got straight away, uh, played for Millwall, Everton, New York Red Bulls, Shanghai, Melbourne City, and went back to Millwall. And he is, of course, Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill of Australia fame. Uh, he's from Sydney. Uh, he's 42 now. Is he? Um, but yeah, he played at Red Bulls and people forget about him. Yeah, he's still, if he's 42, I saw him on TV a few weeks ago. He still looks great, by the way. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, very good player. Very consistent. Uh, I think he did okay for Red Bulls. He's well thought of there. So yeah, I think he's just a victim of being there in the Henri era. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you look at some of the players Red Bulls have had and you do question, how have they not won an MLS Cup? I know, I know. In that era. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, thanks very much for um, listening or watching. Remember, follow us on your podcast provider, subscribe. Leave a rating as well. Uh, that really helps us out. Um, but if you are going to leave a rating, there is one rule. And one rule only. LA Galaxy style. Five stars only. Uh, click the notification bell on YouTube, subscribe, and you get to know whenever a video drops, it goes into your inbox. So do that as well. That helps uh, us very much. Um, and I guess the last thing to say is that we got through the episode. I promised it. And we got through the episode without mentioning that Norwich had been relegated again. So, oh, so, sorry. Oh, I didn't realise we'd finished. See ya. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>